VIP listeners, welcome to the On The Mark Martin Scorsese edition. We got a fun one today, man. We got stand-up comedian Mike Marino joining us on the show. We're going to be talking about Bob movies and his experience pursuing girls in the 80s compared to today. We're going to be throwing all types of mob movie quotes at him, seeing how good his skills are in terms of identifying those quotes with the movie or the character. Also, I will be giving you guys my top five mob movie characters, my Mount Rushmore. It's going to be a fun one. So, Benny, get this party jumping. Gang, this episode is being brought to you by Nespresso. Not all coffee is created equal. Experience a cup above the rest. Endless machine options, easy to use, free shipping on all machine types, coffee, espresso, and latte. Nespresso brings luxury coffee and espresso straight from the cafe into your kitchen. Nespresso, the superior coffee machine. VIP listeners, we're thrilled you're joining us again. We will be bringing you another fun-filled episode of On The Mark. Mike Marino joining us. Mike's going to call in. I think he's at a parade out in Belmar. He's not in L.A. He's not down in St. Thomas, Benny. Mike's coming back, and I'm glad to have him back. A fellow Italian, but above all that, just a funny character and the type of guy we like to have on this show. Yeah, Mike's a great guy, Marky. We were thrilled to have him on that first time. He had us cracking up. And now I'm even more excited because now we get to play some games with him. Now we get to have some fun with him. Instead of just asking him about, you know, his everyday life sort of thing, yeah, now, now we get to right. dig into Mike Marino. Right. Now he joins us as a true friend of the show, and we're going to break his balls a little bit, a little trivia. Benny, I've been lining up these movie quotes for him. Okay, folks, we're going to be asking him all types of mob movie quotes, mob-related quotes, um, Scorsese, Pacino, De Niro, Tarantino, Godfather stuff, but nothing that's overly obvious. I didn't want anything overtly obvious because that's not fun and it's too cliche, Benny, and here at On The Mark, we don't like cliche. Yeah, you really ran our research department through the ringer marky <laughs> yes! absolutely man i mean these kids have been up for days looking yeah, for man. quotes yeah man trying they, uh, to stump marino they needed to be disciplined man listen we're just trying to stump marino man because he's a smart guy you deliver snowflake benny i'll deliver marino i'll deliver marino <laughs> and you know the thing is man we're due for some new bob movies i mean it's been too long now yeah, outside of The Departed, you really haven't had too many right. good ones or any ones, right. honestly. And, and really, The Departed is, is it, I, I don't even think people consider The Departed a mob movie. When we say mob movie, I'm always talking about uh, the Italian mob, mafia. I'm not talking about the Irish mob. I'm not talking about, I, you know, I know, you know, The Departed got the Italians involved a little bit, but they were almost a side 
story. Hey, you fellas come from Providence? Is any business where we come from, is it now? Delivering cannolis or something? Well, the Italian mob is a bigger deal to everybody, Marky. Right. That's for sure. I, I don't sleep on the departed just because no, it's about I the love Irish the mob. Just because no, it's about the no, Irish mob. Yeah. I mean, it's in it's in essence about Whitey Bulger, right. who, with no doubt, was a mobster. Of course, of course, the departed is in my top probably twenty five. I'm I love that movie. It's probably in my top twenty. I have nothing but good things to say about that movie. There's some epic quotes in that movie that maybe will pop up on Marino. Do you know me? No. No. But I'm the guy that tells you there are guys you can hit, and there's guys you can't. Now, that's not quite a guy you can't hit, but it's almost a guy you can't hit. So I'm going to make a fucking rolling on this right now. You don't fucking hit him. You understand? Yeah, excellent. Fine. Speaking of the Irish, Benny, we got St. Paddy's Day here. A lot of booze to be drank. A lot of parties. Day parties, darties to hit. St. Paddy's Day can be a very fun deal. And this year, it's on a Saturday. You got March Madness, St. Paddy's Day, a Saturday. What's better than that? That's a trifecta right there. Oh, St. Paddy's Day is one of my best days of the year, Marky. I mean, it has a lot to do with the fact that it's the early stages of March Madness. You have tip-offs every 10, 20 minutes. And not to mention, it's just an all-day darty. And I absolutely love the darty, man. I get up for those darties. And here's the thing, I'm going to be down in South Beach, but that's just going to be added inspiration while I'm down there to get the party started, to start putting back drinks maybe a little earlier than I normally would have. Yeah, you know you got to do it big in Miami, Marky. You can't hold back. There's no reason to. When you're on vacation, there's no reason to hold back. Absolutely not. Meanwhile, I'm a free agent, man. I haven't yet committed to where I'm darting on this St. Paddy's Day, but best believe I'll be somewhere. I'm yeah. taking my talents somewhere. Yeah, you're. I'm taking my talents to South Beach, ironically. and I'll take my talents to South Beach. You'll be taking your talents somewhere in the uh, Philadelphia or possibly even New York area. Yeah, the greater tri-state area. Yeah, the greater tri-state, absolutely. And that's something that I I'll kind of miss this year, but hey, there's always next year. They ain't going to do away with St. Paddy's Day. <laughs> right, right, It'll right. be back. Uh, you, know, you don't know that. That's Just true. Yeah, That's true. I know they're trying to get rid of Columbus Day. Yeah, I mean, before you know it, they're going to say St. Patrick. It's not exclusive enough. It's, it, it, it's, what do they call it? It's religiously, it's not. Insensitive. It, it's, it could be religiously insensitive, and it's not inclusive enough. Because what about the Jews, the Muslims? Well, this Jew's going to be included in St. Patty's Day. But just wait until St. Patty's gets hit for one of those sexual harassment lawsuits, uh, yes, man. Yes, yes, that, of When St. Patty goes down on the sexual harassment lawsuits, right. the holiday is going to be in shambles. Uh, uh, let, let's hope that doesn't happen, folks. St. Patty's Day is a great, I, I'd like to call it an all-American day. I'm pretty ironically sure. Enough. Ironically enough. but, but... I'm sure that they, Benny, did they celebrate St. Patrick's Day in Ireland? I could swear I heard that they didn't. Look that up for us. Yeah, the actual Irish actually celebrate St. Patty's Day. They just don't make it an all-day booze fest okay. like the Americans do. It's okay. a different kind of holiday. So I rephrase that to essentially the 
Americans remolded St. Patrick's Day into a very fun day. Yeah, we turned it into a darty. Meanwhile, over there, St. <laughs> Patrick's Day is a national public holiday. Banks are closed. Schools are closed. Yeah, more religious, possibly. Yeah, you know, they're just celebrating their Irishness. They're celebrating their country, essentially. Yeah, and that's a beautiful thing. It's probably like a memorial day to them. Okay, yeah, their version of a memorial day. Yeah, yeah something yeah. along those lines. Okay, fair. All right, gang. When we get back from break, we got our guy, Mike Marino, back on the mark. Sitting up a lap and as he did, be surely a big good son here. La la de la, be shivered the bacala. Way gumba, no galamara jajakata. Second stanza. Chenaluna menzumara, mamma mia, mamma ridare. Pedia me a good daddy, mamma mia, panzacciadu. Sette veglia lo volo zie, isso vai, isso lena, sembra scuppetta manadena. Si cinga per la fantasia di scuppettia, vecchiozza mia, la la riola, pesce fritta. All right, VIP listeners, we now have stand-up comedian, the hilarious Mike Marino. You are now on the mark. Mike, welcome back to the show. Hey, man. Thank you so much. It's great to be back on the show. It really is. Awesome to have you. And we got a few fun things lined up today. We were brainstorming earlier in the week. We said, let's do some mob movie quotes, you know, a little trivia for you. See how, you know, sharp you are with these mob movies. And uh, we were also laughing, just thinking about the idea of how different it is in today's day and age, pursuing women compared to the 80s when you were doing your thing in that field. And I know you have a lot to say regarding that. Yes, I do. Bring it on, man. All I look right. forward to this segment. All right. <laughs> Here we go. The mob movie quotes. Now, Mike, let me just real quick give you a guideline here. It's not going to be the most obvious quotes. It's not going to be right. necessarily the most obvious movies. Might go off the beaten path a little bit, okay? All right. All right, here we go. That cop was tough. We were excessive with the cop. Wow, that is a tough one, man. Oh, the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. <laughs> oh, you, oh, man. Oh, I thought it could be like, this could be a, a walk in the park. Um, we were excessive with the cop. Uh, shoot. Should I say good fellas? All right, I'll give you a hint here. Martin Scorsese. Not good fellas, though. Martin Scorsese, not good fellas. More recent okay, than good we excessive with the cop. Godfather? The Departed. Casino? The Departed. Over three. Oh. <laughs> that was tough. Oh, man. That, that was after they threw Martin Sheen off the roof. 
You know what? I'm not even worthy to do this show. I can't believe it. I <laughs> nah, it's all right. It. <laughs> it's all right. That was one of the tougher ones in the hat. It was really a tough one, man. I didn't even think about The Departed. That was a great movie, man. It was. I love that movie. All right, here we go. It's a good movie, man. Here we go. This one, you may, this one may be a little more obvious. Behind every successful fortune, there is crime. Oh, man, you guys are really good at this. Uh, <laughs> I said fortune. The Wolf of Wall Street. The Godfather. <laughs> Throw me off a building. I, I, need to be, I need to be removed from show business. I'm a disgrace to every mob movie. All right, here we go. We're going to just keep going until you get one now. All right. Oh, okay. Mm. All right, Co. Uh, oh, James Cagney. No, not James Cagney. Was it James Cagney? Did James Cagney said it? James Cagney um, said it, yes. What was the name of yeah, the movie? Top of the World. Mom sitting on top of the world. Was it Angels with Dirty Faces? <laughs> what was that? The movie, the fake movie from Home Alone? Angels with Filthy Souls? White Heat. White Heat? They said it in White Heat? Yep. James Cagney, that's like from the 1950s? Yes, where he played the character Cody Jarrett, who inspired Martin Scorsese's Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. Yeah, and you know what's funny is that movie came out around the same time that James Cagney did do Angels with Dirty Faces with okay. the Bowery Boys. Okay, okay. All right, so I get a little bit of respect back. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, here we go. You're right. I'm always right. Why is guy's always right? Even when he's wrong, he's right. A wise guy is right. Even when he's wrong, he's always right. I don't remember that being in Goodfellas. I don't think I remember that from The Godfather. I'm going to say Casino. Wrong, Mike. Wrong again. Donnie Brasco, Al Pacino as Lefty. Oh, man. And that's a great movie, is, Mike. Yeah, it was a phenomenal movie, man. Um, we got to keep going. We, we got to get you one here. You really did some incredible research. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, it's St. Patrick's Day. I'm at a St. Patrick's Day parade. I'm thinking I'm Irish. That's why I'm missing the mark here. Well, well they say that uh, <laughs> St. Patrick's, San Patrizio, he was Italian. They say that. Oh, is that right? I was going to tell everybody here at the parade that Mary Green, <laughs> that St. Patrick was Italian. <laughs> you be right. reading me about me getting whacked in the street yeah, over here. Yeah, exactly. Mike Marino goes down hard at a St. Patty's Day parade. Yeah. <laughs> all disrespect. Uh, go ahead. All right, here we go. <clears throat> are you going to bark all day, little doggy? Or are you going to bite? Uh, are you going to bark all day, little doggy, or are you going to bite? Oh, man. Midnight Run. Oh, I love that movie. No, Reservoir Dogs, Michael Madsen. Oh, man, that's a great one. All right. I don't know, was Reservoir Dogs a mob movie? Eh, loosely based, kind of. Yeah. You know. All right. You so would... far, I won nothing, so let's move on. <laughs> You, you, I don't know nothing, I don't see nothing, I don't say nothing. Maybe I know the answers, I just don't want you to know. <laughs> that you know the answers, right? <laughs> yeah. That's right. All right, here we go. Last one, and then we'll move on. <laughs> You're a gangster now. 
other side. Whole new ball game. You can't learn about it in school. I'm going to say good fellas. No, Carlito's way. Al Pacino to Sean Penn. Carlito. Wow. That's a way. That's all right. Well, all Hold good on. stuff. This has been the most incredible trivia I've ever failed <laughs> in my entire life. Look, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have to retailer these questions for the next time we go through this segment. So there you no, go. No, this is great. I'm going to just gonna have to spend a couple of months watching mob movies <laughs> to do your show again in two weeks. <laughs> that sounds good. Now, all right, Mike, let's forget about the mob movies. Forget about it. And let's move on to getting into that, you know, what it was like dating girls, trying to meet a girl, trying to get a first date back in the 80s. Because today with social media, with uh, the iPhones, all the Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, things are through the roof. Everything's all jammed up. It can be very uh, easy to get signals crossed, give, give off the wrong message, no pun intended. And it can be very difficult at times. In the 80s, yeah. things were well, a, a lot more simple, Mike. Why don't you give us a rundown of what it was like for you guys then trying to get that date, holler at that chick. Well, first of all, there were no dating sites. You didn't have uh, any of those things like matchthis.com and matchup.com. You didn't have none of that. If anything, you put an ad in the paper and just a single looking for a companion. To meet a girl, there was no such thing as texting or tweeting or Twitter or Instagramming. You had to go to a bar and be tough enough and man enough to go over to a girl break in between her and her friends and say, hey, can I buy you a drink? Or did you want to go for a dance? Then you had to buy him a drink, dance a few times, and then hope by the end of that, you can actually get the girl's phone number. Then the next challenge was, was the bartender going to give you a napkin and a pen so you could write it down? Then the next challenge was, did she really give you the right phone number? And was it, what time were you going to call? Do you call the next day? Do you got to wait two days? How you got to wait a week, wait? you might forget who you are. <laughs> the tradition was you had to give her like two days to think about why you didn't call. Then you call on the third day and hope that her parents don't answer the phone because don't forget we had landlines. At that time it was called a phone line. <laughs> and if parents answered the phone, they might not have given the daughter the, the uh, message. And then you think she wasn't interested because she never called you back. But the parents were blocking the situation because they didn't want the daughter to meet nobody. Interesting. Those old school Italian parents up in North Jersey. That's right. Who are you to call my daughter? Right. Did you get in altercations with any uh, tough Italian fathers up there or what? Oh, man. I remember one time I had to go over to this girl's house and ask the father if I could take her to the movie. <laughs> How did that go? Well, he said to me flat out, and she's either back by 12 o'clock or you, 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 the rest of your life is done. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, he goes like this. He goes, "Yes, yeah, make sure my daughter Laura is home by midnight, but you're gonna have to talk to her uncles, Joey, Tony, Nikki, Salvi, and Anthony." <laughs> <laughs> I guess you had her back by twelve then, huh, Mike? Oh, I didn't even bother taking her out. I said, "Why don't we just sit here and watch a VCR?" <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I don't blame you. What um, what type of bars? What type of clubs were you hanging out at back then? You know, when I think about it, the bar that we used to hang around in, especially in the town I'm in right now, Belmont, New Jersey, watching the parade, 
used to be a nightclub called uh, Montego Bay, and it was only open in the summer. We used to go in there at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday, and everybody was in there from North Jersey, people from Staten Island, Long Island, Hoboken, Bayonne, the whole shebang was in there. Girls were on fire, people in there dancing right off the beach in bikinis, and, uh, you know, drinks were like a dollar, and you could just get hammered. And then by the time it was like 6, 7 o'clock, and people were getting on the parkway to drive home, you probably were just walking around around the beach, you know, holding hands, making out with a girl, hoping that you call it during the week and make it happen. Put that piece of paper in your pocket, and you got the phone number. Sure. That epic phone number. Now, were, would you ever hit DJs? All my experiences in Belmar have been at DJs. You ever go there? Yeah, we used to go to DJs, too. DJs is actually open, uh, I think, today, and so is Bar Anticipation. Right. But back in the 80s, let's say Montego Bay, Key Largo, these bars were considered like Guido places, dancing clubs, whereas uh, DJs was more considered like the college crowd. Oh, okay. And I was a little bit more leaning towards the Guido side, and I like to dance and go in there, and you know, the girls with the big high hair and the, the mascara, hot bodies, Italian guidettes from up north. That was <laughs> right. kind of more my thing. Right, right, right. And now, let me ask you a funny question. Did you watch the show, The Jersey Shore? Yeah, not only did I watch the Jersey Shore show, from time to time, I couldn't really get through it because it, it just was like an abomination of what we did in the 80s. Okay. And recently, well, I'm making a documentary. Okay. Uh, I'm making a documentary on my beach life in the 80s because I was always in show business and I videotaped everything we ever did. And at that time, in the 80s, in the early 90s, Belmar was the place to be. We had 20 bars to hang out in people walking back and forth to all the nightclubs and i videotaped it with my camera then i transferred everything to dvd we just uploaded it to a hard drive i got over 15 years of footage Holy of what shit. we did as the exact original jersey shore i want to check this out mike this sounds cool Dude, I'm, I can I'm send interested it to you yes. flip out i'm interested man yeah please do you flip out i bet there's some funny uh, shit got- on that man we got all the guys on camera talking about what it was like in the good old days, the way we did what we did, and then I cut away to us actually doing it. And you can see us in our early 20s, water skiing, surfing, going to the nightclubs, you know, playing with football, talking to girls, throwing the big, big parties that we did. And you won't see no cell phones, you won't right. see no fax machine. Right. It's just, and, and, and the clothes, what we were wearing, and of course the music. Yeah. Now let me, let me ask you a question. It sounds like you had a ton of memorable nights. What was your yes. most memorable night down the Jersey Shore? You know, it's almost hard to pinpoint one outstanding memorable night. But let's say this, because I wrote this in a script. I wanted to make a movie about it. I remember being in Montego Bay and we met this girl. and She was just like the, the shine of my life, man. It was unbelievable. And we were in a dance contest, two of us. And we won. And we won a gumball machine. It was the funniest thing, but they gave us a bottle of champagne and a gumball machine filled with gumballs. And, of course, they said, come on, let's get out of here, right? Yeah. At that time, all my friends were at the places to have, like, steak and pizzas and, yeah. and hot dogs. And she goes, come on, let's join your friends. I'm like, no, 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 I want to go over there. Because, you know, your friends, they'll ruin everything. Oh, they blow it up. So we went, for, 
Oh, they destroy the whole thing. They start right. saying stupid stuff about you. Then uh, I got ten girlfriends and whatnot. Right, right, right. So I go down to the beach. I took her for a walk on the beach. And since I'm from the area and I know all these really cool places to hang out, and we're boating guys too, so I took her to this really romantic dock. And the pelicans and the seagulls, not pelicans, seagulls were flying around. And I showed her how much fun it is to throw the gumballs towards the seagulls because they'll do everything they can to try to eat it, but they can't because they can't get it in their mouth. No, I didn't kill nobody. <laughs> I didn't kill nobody. Not that night. Anyway, she thought it was so romantic that I did it. And it was one of those great adolescent nights when the moon is full, the smell of the beach is there, romance is in the air, and you're not doing anything more than holding hands and kissing. But that's a memorable time, man. Yeah, that's, Big time. that's good stuff. That, that almost sounds like a movie scene, Mike. <laughs> it, re- it really does. Yep. Now, why don't you tell our listeners? I wish a little... I was twenty-one. That's right. Me too. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about that uh, April seventh show you got coming up in Jersey? Oh yes, April seventh at the NJ Pack Center in Newark, New Jersey, which is the New Jersey Performing Arts Center, NJ Pack. At seven o'clock at nine thirty, I'll stand in front of two thousand people, entertaining and having some fun. I know there's about maybe two to three hundred seats still left to sell. So if anybody wants to go to MikeMarino.net or NJPAC.org, pick up a couple of tickets. You watch me, John Bramnick, and I believe Governor Chris Christie's going to make an appearance. Beautiful. Mike, thank you for joining us on The Mark. Always a pleasure. Cannot wait to have you back on. And I'm going to reach out to you about that uh, uh, 80s Belmar footage. I got to get my eyes on that. Thank you for having me on the mark. This is great. I always want to be on your show, man. All right, Mike. Love it, man. Enjoy that parade and have a great one. (laughs) All right. All right. Later. Man, man, I'm a little surprised. Marino came up small on the mob movie quotes. Damn. You really gave them tough ones, Mark. They were tough. A lot of them I didn't even know. Really? I'd say 50-50. Wow. See, I'm surprised. I I knew all those. I would have known all those. Uh, but I guess that's easy for me to say because I... You I've were seen, looking at the list. Yeah, I was. not only was I looking at the list, but, man, I've seen all these movies so many times. But yet I can't recite all the lines perfectly. But if I know a line, I'll hear it. Absolutely. Okay. I, I'm usually the same way. You know, I, I'm jealous of those guys that can recite all these great mob lines or movie quotes uh, all the time, like a walking encyclopedia for it. I can't do that. I was right with Mike sometimes where I didn't necessarily know what movie it was from, but I could tell you he was wrong on some of his guesses. That, like you said, I know that movie, and I know that line wasn't in that movie. I don't know what movie it was from, but... I, you know, there are some movies where you just hear and you go, ah, oh, that line wasn't in there. Exactly. All right. Now, Mike may not have known about all those movie quotes, but one thing he did know for certain, how to get a lady in the 80s. That must have been a fun era, Benny. Of course, we were born in the 80s, but we're, we're babies. You know, we didn't live that portion of our life in the 80s. Mike did, and he's got a lot of good stories to tell about it. He's getting me excited for the summer now, the springtime, with that whole shore talk. Who who doesn't love going down the shore, especially with a 
with a beautiful chick or your friends and you know you're meeting up with a group of girls i'm jonesing for those summer shore nights marky i'm really excited but god mike had me in tears marky i'll tell you what he he really has some good stories it makes me wish that i was around during those 80 party era days i know that's a good decade a lot of my family uh cousins older cousins and whatnot and even my aunts and uncles really doing their thing in the 80s i've heard i've grown up on great stories from the 70s and 80s it was a probably a much better era than today if i'm speaking frankly yeah there's a lot of parts about that era that are very cool Uh, two things that i'm glad that i missed out on the hair i'm glad i missed out on those wacky hairdos i like the members only jackets the members only jackets are very cool that part is very cool but two i'm not a big blow guy I'm not a big cocaine guy, okay. and it would have been hard to be around in that party yeah, it scene. It would have been hard for you to, because you, you struggle to keep up now, let alone then. Yeah, I'm not a big coke guy. Ah, me and you both. Now, here's one thing I will say, and I think all our VIP listeners should really keep this in mind. When they were living it, they probably weren't saying, oh, this is the best era ever. So, like, what we're living now... Of course, we're not going to be saying this is the best era ever. But when we look back on it in 20, 30 years, it God still willing, won't be the best ever. Maybe ever. we'll have some more positive things to say about it. I'm not saying we're going to claim it's the best, but I'm, I'm sure we'll speak of it in a positive light. I don't know, Marky. I don't know. Eh, well, let me tell you this something. This is like it. a dark era. My, dark <laughs> ages. We're dark. back in the dark ages, <laughs> yeah. babe. This is like the movie The Fifth Element or some futuristic sci-fi movie. That's what we're living in right now. I feel like all our world problems would come to an end if the aliens just landed. Yeah, and start talking sensical. Start giving us some options. Just land. It doesn't matter what they do. They, everybody else would be like, oh, fuck, aliens are here? I guess we got to put our other differences aside, guys. <laughs> well, it, well, remember the um, Elon Musk test over yes. California? Yes. Everybody was taking videos of it going, oh, fuck, the fucking aliens are here. Like, it wasn't even, like, a big deal. We expect it because of the movies. I was going to say, out there in Hollywood, out there in California, man, they were waiting for it for decades. Oh, man. What's that uh, Anthony Kiedis uh, lyric from that song, Californication? Make it to the moon if I have to crawl. That and uh, the final frontier is made in a Hollywood basement. Yeah. You know? So it's the damn truth. Absolutely. Space may be And now, the final frontier of this On The Mark episode. My top five favorite mob movie characters. I didn't want to give you just my top five mob movies. That's cliche. I mean, we all know the great mob movies. That's boring. That's cliche. So I'm going to give you my top five characters. And, you know, you're going to know these guys, I would hope. Number five, Mickey Rourke from the Pope of Greenwich Village. What did you say? Come on. Huh? Say that again. Say it again. Say it again. Say what, say what you just said again what about do, my suit. Say, say, what do I don't need? Tell me what I don't need. Suave, smooth, hot blonde girlfriend, in the restaurant business, great wardrobe, wasn't a mobster himself, but he was a tough guy, and when he had to get down to brass tactics, he knew how to do it. Mickey Rourke was as smooth as they came in the 80s, Benny. Big time guy, got a lot of plastic surgery done, had a lot of issues, really jammed up his life, but he's been back. 
you know, in uh, what was he in Benny Iron Man? He was in The Wrestler. Mickey Rourke would have been a star if he didn't do that to uh, to his face with all all the surgery. Yeah, seriously, he got derailed there for a little while, but it's good to see he got himself back on track. And that is a fantastic character you got, Marky. Absolutely. Hey, let me tell you something. I don't have time to sit and watch the sun come up. Gabish, I don't have time. Number four. How could you leave off Sonny Corleone, James Caan from The Godfather? Hey, listen to this. The turf wants to talk. He's got you imagine a nerve on his son of a bitch, eh? Craps out last night, he wants a meeting for him. What'd he say? What did he say? The beep, the beep, the boop, the beep. He wants us to send Michael to hear the proposition. And the promise is that the deal is so good that we can't refuse. Hey, what about Bruno Tatari? It's part of the deal. Bruno cancels out what they did to my father. Sonny, we ought to hear what they had to say. No, 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 no more. Not this time, Consigliere. No more meetings, no more discussions, no more Salazzo tricks. You give him one message, I want Salazzo. Now that's all our war, we go to the Some back. Some of the other families won't sit still. They had me, Salazzo. My father wouldn't want to hear this. This is business, not personal. They shot my father as business. He was a shooter. Your father was business, not personal, Sonny. Well, then business will have to suffer, all right? Hothead. Fantastic actor. And I can't say enough how James Caan caught all the mannerisms all the flamboyancy of that character of an Italian surprising for a Jewish actor you know James Caan has a funny quote he said you know I, I, I won Italian of the year I'm not even Italian it was something like that where he, he really did he received an award that was designated for Italians he had to tell them I'm not Italian but Sonny Corleone man he was an ass kicker he was a go-getter you know, which obviously led to his demise. He was a hothead. And the, you know, the higher story there was, you know, that's what happens to hotheads. They think with their muscle instead of the brain, and it leads them down the wrong road, and, you know, you end up dead. Oh, I absolutely love Sonny Corleone, man. It's devastating when he gets shot at that toll booth, Marky. Yep. Somebody had said to him, they said, uh, James, every time I watch a Godfather, I talk to the TV. Don't go to that toll booth. Don't. I wish you didn't go to that toll booth, James. And he said, yeah, I wish I didn't go either. <laughs> like he wanted to be in more, I yeah. guess, of the movie. Absolutely. Really I mean, he cool. missed out on a lot of it. Yes, but... I know. And, you know, he's such a goddamn good character. The Godfather might have been even better if he was in more of it. Absolutely. You know, sneaking the broads upstairs. He's great, man. In fact, he's one of the shining reasons on why, if I ever have a son, I want to name him Santino. Yes, and that's an awesome, awesome thing. Uh, it's a beautiful name as well. And anytime one of my friends get laid at a wedding, or I get laid at a wedding, believe it or not, gang, that happens too sometimes, I call, I say to them, where I say, I pulled a Sonny Corleone. Because mm -hmm. that's what, uh, anytime you get laid at a wedding, that means you pulled a Sonny Corleone. Yeah, man. Hey, what are you going to do? Nice college boy, huh? Didn't want to get mixed up in the family business? Huh? Now you want to gun down a police captain? Why, because he slapped you in the face a little bit? Huh? What do you think, this is the army where you shoot him a mile away? You got to get up close like this, and bing you blow their brains all over your nice side league suit. Come in. You're taking this very personal. Tom, this is business, and this man is taking it very, very personal. Number three. My guy, Al Pacino, of course, playing lefty. In Donnie Brasco. 
You think this is some joke, huh? What? You think this is funny, huh? What are you talking about? It's fucking cold. Why is it so cold in here? Hey, Donnie, listen to me, Donnie. I know you know, all right? And I know, you know I know you know. Right. I feel like that's my uncle. I relate to that guy so much. You can't help but feel bad for him. You can't help but see how he was overlooked and even taken advantage of. But more than that, the way Al Pacino played that role, Benny, he just hit a home run. He absolutely nailed it. And it felt so real. Yeah, Al Pacino absolutely knocked that role out of the park you can feel the pain in his character you can feel the lack of success that his character has had in his life yes and at the same time you can feel that he is somewhat of a boss yes and it's very tough to pull off catch all those those dynamics yes pull off that range of emotion yes Yes, great, great breakdown there from Benny Spielberg. That's a beautiful thing. You put that perfectly. And how about the instant chemistry he had with Johnny Depp? You can't make up chemistry that good. That was perfect. Oh, they were phenomenal together, man. I mean, that scene with the diamond in the very beginning, oh, it's magical. Absolutely. For real, I'm asking you to middle a diamond for me here. Now, all I want for my end is 8,000. What I'm saying to you, is you should give it to somebody that don't know any better because that's a fugazi. All right? That's a fugazi? How do you know it's a fugazi? You looked at it for two seconds. Well, it's a fake. But yeah, I know what a fugazi is. Hey, pal. You want to see something? Let me show you something. There you go. That's something? That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. That's not my thing. What about this? What do you want me to say? Go ahead, try and sell it. You want to be a dumpski? Give it a shot. Dumpski? You call me a dumpski? You know who you're talking to, my friend? Hey, Lev. Come on, have a sprint. You want to go embarrass yourself with this thing? Embarrass myself. My family, my children, my mother can hold her head up in any neighborhood in the city where she walks down the block. In all the five boroughs, I'm known. Forget about it. I'm known all over the fucking world. Anybody ask anybody about Lefty from Mulberry Street. You pissing up the wrong fucking tree, right? I didn't mean no disrespect. It's a misunderstanding, right? All right? Sit down. You you gonna walk out on me? You gonna walk out on me? I walk out on you. Number two, Nikki Santoro, Casino, Joe Pesci. Look at this fucking butte they put in now. Sherbet send you in here to rob me now? Been fucking knocking everybody's dick in all night? Huh? You been beating all the customers tonight, motherfucker? Huh? Jag off. Hit me. Take this stiff and pound it up your fucking ass. Hit me again. this one and stick it up your sister's ass. Hit me again. I said, keep looking at him, you fucking dummy. If you had any fucking heart at all, you'd be out fucking stealing for a living. Hit me again. What the fuck you keep looking at him for? Man, you fucking... Look at this. 20 fucking paints in a row. Hit me again. Wow. Long movie, but it never gets old for some reason. 
Uh, the lines, the quotes he has in that movie are absolutely hilarious. That pink veal, you could pound that shit for days and it'll never get tender, you know what I mean? And you can always tell a great kitchen like ours because of the milk-fed veal. That's the secret. See, milk-fed veal is pure white. Out here, they got that pink veal. Slide over, honey. Now, pink veal, you can pound that shit for two days. It'll never, ever get tender, you know what I mean? I absolutely love Nicky Santoro, man. I don't know how he wasn't number one, Marky. Uh, uh, I mean, maybe just because he was a bit of a jackass as a character as a whole, but God, is yeah, he funny, man. Total bad guy, really. Yeah. You know, he just, no morals, no, no lines. Yes, yes. Kills just, anybody, sleeps with his best friend's wife. Right, right. Causes Dr shit for nothing. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, even when he did a perceived good thing, to maybe help business or help a friend it was really for his own benefit absolutely but still an amazing character amazing wardrobe uh just the way that movie opened when he stabs the guy in the eye with the pen mm -hmm. you knew you were in for a great fucking movie that first scene oh uh, it's a phenomenal movie uh, probably my favorite gangster movie marky i love it and mainly because it's not about a rat sure and that helps when Ever I have a Vegas trip lined up, I'm always sure to watch Casino before I go out to Vegas to get me in the right mind state. There's a lot of holes in that desert, Marky. Yep. Where the fuck you get off talking to people about me behind my back going over my head? What people? What people would you think I wasn't going to find out? I don't even know what you're talking about, Nick. No? You said I'm bringing heat on you? I gotta listen to people because of your fucking shit? You're ordering me out? You better get your own fucking army, pal. I didn't do anything. I mean, I didn't order you or anybody. I only told Andy Stone that you had a lot of heat on you and that was a problem. You want me to get out of my own fucking town? Yeah, I said let, let the bullshit blow over for a while so I can run the casino. Anything goes wrong with the casino, it's my ass. It's not yours, it's my ass. Uh, I don't know whether you notice or not, but you only have your fucking casino because I made that possible. I'm what counts out here. Not your fucking country clubs or your fucking TV shows. And what the fuck are you doing on TV anyhow? You know, I get calls from back home every fucking day. They think you went batshit. I'm only on TV because I got to be able to hang around the casino. You understand that. You're you know fucking that. You could have had the food and beverage job without going on television. You wanted to go on TV. Yeah, I did want to go on TV. That way I perform. I can fight back. I'm known. People see me. They know they can't fuck around me like they could if I was an unknown. That's right, You're yeah. making a big fucking spectacle of yourself. Me? I wouldn't even be in this situation if it wasn't for you. You brought down so much fucking heat on me. I mean, every time I meet somebody here, the big question is, do I know you? Oh, sure. Now you want to frame your fucking license on me. No, I'm just... Nikki, when you asked me if you could come out here, what did I tell you? I mean, you asked me, and I knew you were going to come out no matter what I said, but what did I tell you? Do you remember what I told you? Back, back do you up, remember back what I told you? Back up a fucking minute here. One minute. I asked you... When the fuck did I ever ask you if I could come out here? Get this through your head, you. you. Get this through your head, you Jew motherfucker, you. You only exist out here because of me. That's the only reason. Without me, you, personally, every fucking wise guy still around, I'll take a piece of your fucking Jew ass. Then where are you gonna go? Your fucking warrant don't ever go over my fucking head again, you motherfucker, you. Now, my number one mob character, a guy who inspires me in more than one way, Michael Corleone, Al Pacino, once again. If anything in this life is certain, if history has taught us anything, it says you can kill anyone. That character really moves me, Benny. 
And you might have thought I was going to go Sunny from Bronx Tale, or you might have thought I would have went in another direction, but to bring back a second Corleone on this list, I just have to pay homage to The Godfather. That really helped start it all uh, for all these classic movies. So how could I not pay homage to The Godfather on this list? But Michael inspired me uh, as a businessman, as a negotiator, as a leader, as kind of what a man should be. You know, he wasn't the patriarch of the family initially. He was quiet. He was trying to blaze his own trail. And then he couldn't help but get involved in the family business. He was forced to almost. And I just think his dialogues, his monologues, what have you, in all those movies were through the roof. Can't get enough of it. And... You know, my, my love for Pacino is big time. I put Pacino above De Niro. As you notice, De Niro wasn't on this list. And I don't not like Robert De Niro. Who doesn't like Robert De Niro? But he's not in my top tier, believe it or not. And that's going against the grain. A lot of people are obsessed with De Niro. So Michael Corleone is easily my number one. That's the movie character that probably moves me the most in any movie ever made. I find him very inspiring. Also, I have to give a, um, what do we call that, Benny? Honorable mention. And I have to give an honorable mention, of course, to James Gandolfini. Now, The Sopranos wasn't a movie, so he wasn't eligible for this list. But James Gandolfini and, uh, so Tony Soprano and Michael Corleone, two of my biggest inspirations in terms of leadership abilities in terms of being a real man those two guys i just they those characters for whatever reason move me connect with me and i have nothing but good things to say about those characters probably my two favorite characters in movie and tv history right there totally agree with you marky i absolutely love both those characters but every time you think the corleones are out they pull you back in, am I right? Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. That, and that's what they did with this list. Yeah, God, do I love Michael Corleone, man. Just the way he handles everything. Such a boss. So soft-spoken. Yes. Just like the original Godfather was. Sure, yes. Unlike how Sonny would have been. Mm-hmm. It, it's Polar phenomenal. Opposite, really. Yeah, it's phenomenal, man. And, you know, some of the lines he has... Especially the lines that he winds up saying to Fredo throughout yes. the thing. Uh, they just get me, man. They give you chills almost. Yeah. That's what The Godfather does. That's what great movies do. Fredo, you're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. Ever. So there you have it, gang. Another episode of On the Mark is in the books. We hope you enjoyed your time with us, and we want you to listen back in. We got a lot of great episodes coming up. So for myself and my producer, Benny the Bear Jew Spielberg, we will talk to you next time. Love you guys. Darty on. Somewhere beyond the sea, somewhere. My lover stands on golden sands and watches the ships 